Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast brought to you by MLS Fantasy Boss and the Tyler Derrick Own Goal Association. No, just kidding, but we wish it was a real thing. Brought to you by r slash fantasy MLS, a fantastic community on Reddit that everyone should join. With me as always, I have some fantastic players. I have our tech guru, Simon. Hey, y'all. We have stats master, Jason. Hey, everyone. And MLS fantasy guru, Travis. Hey, guys. Returning after a little break from last week. So just kicking things off, nice and casual. How'd your teams do this week? Well, I got to say, mine did okay. It wasn't uh, great because Dia didn't end up starting. And I captained Kaka, but, you know, otherwise a whole lot of, like, six-point and eight-point performances, which I like. So so that's good, except that those two total flops kind of dragged down the score a bit. But better than the first couple weeks. Yeah, and I, I just had a, a great week. I cannot complain. 72 points. My uh, entire back line uh, did the work for me. Alstead, clean sheet. Hernandez, clean sheet. Hernandez, clean sheet. Jewsbury, clean sheet. I'm loving it. I captained Keane against my own team, and he delivered like he normally does against my own team. And uh, back in the top 300 again. Yeah, I had, a, I guess, an average week. I pulled another rookie mistake. I don't know how I managed to do two in a row, but I did my trades very early, like you know Monday morning, basically, for this week, which I really shouldn't have done, and ended up not thinking about Rodriguez, who was injured, so I had to take a minus four and pulled in Taylor, who got four points, so it was a wash, basically, but, but yeah, I got a 62, dropped down to 58, so not horrible, but I was hoping for better. Yeah, I also had a couple of, of minus four moves that ended up not working out so well for me. I had to take one because of Ka not traveling. I found out at the last minute, so that was a little unexpected, and uh, I like I said before, I feel like I've started out this season like New England. Uh, had a pretty good first game, and it's kind of been downhill from there. Best I could say is I was above average, so not not the best for me. So I think we have an update on streaming, though. Is that right, Simon? Oh, yeah, to talk about uh, how you can listen to this podcast. I guess if you're listening, you already have a way to listen to it, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not super happy with that way to listen to it. So... Um, as always, you can still, and I'd love it, even if you're not going to listen to us on iTunes, to go and hit subscribe anyway on iTunes and maybe give us a nice rating. But we're also, like we've been saying, coming to Stitcher soon. They're reviewing our podcast right now. So usually that kind of thing, it doesn't take more than a few days. So I would say before the end of this weekend, uh, before the end of this week, you should be able to listen to it on Stitcher and, of course, always on SoundCloud as well. Although, now that I say that, that it's only going to be a few days, of course, the universe is going to do something to make it uh, take a while for Stitcher. But Of course, soon, that's how it is. Very soon. It's if, being reviewed. And, of course, if you have any problems with any of your preferred streaming options, you can always go to MLSFantasyBoss.com. The SoundCloud link is always posted there after the podcast, so you can just listen to it directly that way and share it with your friends. That's fantastic. Don't don't hoard all the knowledge for yourself. Share it. So, right, we're going to jump into our discussion session now, and I think Travis has got a few little early reminders for us. Yes. Um, just a note on the disciplinary committee. Uh, we've still got 
five guys that are not going to play next week. Uh, Fabian Espindola is still on his suspension. Uh, Justin Morrow will uh, take his suspension that he earned in week two. Uh, Hassoun Kamara, Shea Facey, and Zach Pfeffer for his wayward elbow <laughs> last weekend. Those are all the suspensions. And then uh, going along into the injuries, um, there are a couple new ones. Um, I know Raul Rodriguez is still out. He's still doubtful right now for Houston, so um, they're hurting without him. Um, Cameron Porter with that nasty knee oh, injury. Yeah. I had a hard time watching that replay. I, I did not watch that replay, and I probably won't because it sounded pretty brutal. Um, for the Red Bulls, uh, Zubar had a hamstring injury on the 22nd. He's questionable. Going down the list, we've got Mara Rosales on Vancouver. Uh, has an ankle sprain, and he's out. And... Sam Adekugbe has a rib injury, and he's also out. Uh, any others that you guys know about that happened very recently? Uh, we know Orduro got injured, I think, at the end of the first half as well, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to be out for a long term or not, just something to, to maybe keep in mind. In case you're playing Aduro. In case you're playing Aduro, yes. Or if you're worried about a defender that could be playing against him. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about that. Just <laughs> Of course, everything's available online at the MLS Disciplinary Committee and Injury website if you want to keep up to date. I would just throw out that uh, Jones is back in New England. He should be training, I guess, oh. this week. So I don't That's think he'll play for a couple weeks, but um, and I probably would never pick him up as a fantasy player anyway, but I think he'll make the rest of the Revs score better. So. That's yes. Good for the Revs, yeah. Yes. Uh, too bad I didn't have that last week with my Lee win pick. So. Right. <laughs> uh, rats. And then, of course, Travis has been doing some great stuff at the R Fantasy MLS subreddit to keep up with internationals. What did you get updated today, Travis? There are a ton of uh, guys out for that. So it probably just be easier to go to the uh, Reddit forum and check it out because uh, there's... Jamaica, Guatemala, the U.S., the U.S. under-23s. I mean, FC Dallas was hit hard. Houston was hit pretty hard. L.A., Montreal, Orlando has like half a team now. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're out. Breck Shea, Ramos, Connor Donovan, Seren, Estrella, Kevin Molino, and Kyle Loren. All of those are out for Orlando. And that's a good point. I, I forgot myself about the, the under-20 teams and under-23 teams until I saw some posts about about the U.S. one. Um, yeah. It's not just these senior guys. Right. Yeah, like the Bradford Jamesons and the O'Neills. Yeah, good stuff to keep in mind. But that's enough of people who aren't going to be available for your fantasy team next round. Now we're going to talk about the people who are standouts, the picks who will be around to help get you points and maybe make up for a, a poor round three like myself or keep you going with a stellar performance like Travis's teams. So let's just kick it off. 
Uh, Jason, I think I think we're going to start with you for just who, who's your standouts? Who did you like from round three that you think is going to do well for round four? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch. I think any other game all the way through except for the Revs game, but um, stats-wise, you know, Rivero is still tearing it up and it has got a great schedule coming up, so if you don't already have him, I'm sure you will soon. Um, Dax McCarty, getting a lot of bonus points, good good form. Um, Alsted with the double game week coming up in the home games. Let's see, who else? Zach Lloyd, but I guess with Dallas being... Undermanned, maybe they're not the best pick for the next couple weeks, but yeah, that's what I've been liking. Yeah, and um, I'm a little afraid to recommend Tyler Derrick uh, this week because the last time I did, we know what happened. But uh, they're at home again this weekend against a Colorado team that has not scored yet. So uh, there's no telling if they are going to score this weekend, but uh, Derrick has been in great form for 269 of the 270 minutes he's played so far. Um, I like the D.C. defense this weekend. They're playing at home against L.A., who won't have Zardes or Keane. So uh, I think a clean sheet's definitely possible for, like, maybe Birnbaum, who will get the CBIs and still possibly get a clean sheet. Um... Looking more forward, Javier Morales at home against Toronto. Toronto won't have Michael Bradley, Josie Altador. So that's looking like a good matchup for RSL this weekend. Although RSL will be without Romando and Gil and Saborio. So possible that uh, Javi might have to do it himself. And then up top, like you said, Rivero has been on fire. And he's got two home games followed by a double game week, so sounds like a good plan to me. Um, I'm going to say Pedro Morales is a must-have just because of his upcoming double game week, but also because they're playing Portland at home this week, and those Cascadia Cup matches between Portland and Vancouver always seem to be goal fests. So now that I say that, it's going to be nil-nil. But really, I I don't think I ever remember a game between them that hasn't hasn't had uh, quite a few goals and just been generally stretched out. And so you got to think Pedro Morales is going to be involved in that in some way. And then for my other one, I'll say David Villa um, had a two last week, but you know I think he could have had more. And also at home this week. I think that he's going to perform again at home. Just, you know, he's one of the better players in the league. So when in doubt, bet on quality. That's pretty good. Uh, some Something I didn't hear anybody mention was anybody from Philadelphia. I, I've heard a few people saying on Twitter that, uh, I think it might have been Ben Jada, that Chicago is the new Chivas. I think that's harsh. Don't want to go there myself. But... Uh, what about Philly? No one, no one from Philly's really popping up on a list. I think Philly's almost the new Chivas too. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they need a central attacking midfielder, and they've got one on red card and one injured. So, yeah, ugh. that's that's gonna hurt. For what it's worth, I do have Latou on my team. He had, I don't know, it was not good last week, but figures pick up Latou and he scores one point. Um, 
But they do have a double game week coming up in week seven. So these are things that you kind of have to think about. And so even if Philly's not like a world beater of a team, they are playing Chicago this week. And then they're away to Kansas City. Kansas City's solid, but then they play New York City at home. Again, that's kind of difficult. But then a double game week in week seven. And I feel like if you don't pick up one Philly player or at least two before then, then you're going to be probably putting yourself in a position where you're missing out on some of that double game week goodness. And somebody like Latou, his price is reasonable, and in general his production is good, although he does every once in a while have one of those dud one or two games. Now you mentioned David Villa, but the highest point scorer for New York City FC is Saunders. So if we're looking for a New York guy to perform well at home, why don't we maybe consider him instead? Well, I think he's a good choice, too. He's also 5.7 for a goalkeeper, though. So um, I'm not really into paying that much for a goalkeeper. So They do have a bye in round five, so I, I think yeah. my general opinion of a New York player this time is not quite worth it with that bye. Oh, their um, schedule is beautiful after the bye, though. Truly beautiful. Philly, then double game week, including Philly and Portland at home, and then Chicago. So, <laughs> Both away, which if, if Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, David Villa shows up with that continued away game form, uh, don't know. Yeah. Those are some good choices. Uh, normally we might have talked a little bit longer to try to get some others out there to let everyone listening know, but there's a lot of great questions coming up in our next segment that have... Uh, player picks, and so I think it's it's worth just giving that little glance over of some players to keep your eye on. Uh, lots of great guys there. I don't I don't see anything wrong with with any of those choices. Uh, touched on it a little bit, I think, with you, Simon, with your Pedro Morales pick. But do any of you guys have must-have players? Who's a must-have player or players for round four? So I would say Castillo if he's not called up. I don't think he is. I, think I, checked I haven't heard him yet, no. I, I don't think he's had one since about 2012 when I checked the last yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, I would say Castillo. Yeah, I think he's definitely one that which of the three midfielders from Dallas would we go for? But then again, home at Seattle. I mean, Seattle coming, you know. Yeah, I'd still go for it. I'm not going to move him, so. Travis, who's your must-have, if any? Uh, my must-have player... Uh, is probably going to be Rivera, just for the price and the form he's on right now and the uh, matchups he has going forward. Uh, either him or uh, Pedro Morales, because uh, or both, actually, because they're playing two home matches followed by a double game week. So that's uh, that's pretty huge. I am going to echo what Travis just said. Pedro Morales... And Octavio Rivero. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think those are two, probably the only really must-have choices right now. If if it wasn't for the players leaving from Dallas, I would I would definitely be on board with Castillo as well. But but I do worry about that losing some of those players. But yeah, this is looking good for Vancouver. Looking good for Vancouver. Which means they're going to lose their next four matches. I know we're we're going to jinx everybody. So. <laughs> 
Rabila. I think I think we have a question sort of about that coming up as well about about uh, jinxes. So <laughs> looking forward to that. But <laughs> so speaking of questions, let's just jump right into it. Let's uh, we're going to go to the thread every week that gets posted on r slash fantasy MLS. Uh, for those of you who might not know, I'm assuming if you're if you found this podcast on the website, you're going to click on the link that's that's somewhere in the text. Uh, this is a Reddit community that, that we have. It's reddit.com slash r slash fantasy MLS. And that's where the podcast gets posted, stuff about the league, general discussions. But every week, there's a post where people can submit questions. And these are some of the ones that we've picked from there to go over. So let's let's do that. Let's start. So I'm so sorry. I have no idea how to pronounce this name, but it ends with Max. So I'm going to assume your name is Max, even if it's not. Uh, Pedro Morales is now getting fantasy points. Should we pick him up now or wait until the double game week? Are there any better slash safer options for the next three weeks at that price or lower? Well, there are lower priced options because Pedro Morales is uh, one of the highest priced players in the game but no i i do not think that there are safer options uh going with a double game week player who takes set pieces and penalty kicks on a team that scores goals with lots of home games is like probably the most safe decision you can make i mean he could be a total dud but at the same time I mean, you got to go with the odds, and the odds are that Pedro Morales is going to produce a boatload of points over the next few weeks. Yes, agreed, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree with whatever that was was said. Um, seems like a pretty safe buy. You can save money elsewhere, but you know, I would I think it's worth the money. So. Yeah, he's he's great for that price. I think it's crazy that Villarreal is the second highest scoring midfielder right now. As we already mentioned, don't know if that's going to continue with a couple of key scoring options for L.A. leaving. But uh, I, I was getting worried about Morales there, Pedro, at, at, the, at that game. But he came through at the very end, and he's earned at least a stay through that double game week on my team. So I guess we go to the next question from Glory Man United 34 How long should I hold on to Kaká? He had a nice week one, but three points each of the last two weeks is not enough for 11.1 million player. Boy, do I agree with that. He has a nice matchup at Montreal this week, but will be missing several teammates for international call-ups. Yeah, Travis did a great job going over that. I, I'd i say sell him. I think you got to wait for something a bit more just better for that. The Montreal is kind of, of hurting right now, but I don't know. Orlando's not in much of a of a better situation. I'd sell him and then just hold on until uh I don't know, it's kind of a rough set treasure game for them, but no. I'm no no caca. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Reed. I was thinking about keeping Kaka through week five, but yeah, he's probably on the outs. It's a lot of money. They've got Montreal has been pretty good defensively, and that's a tough matchup this week, I think. Yeah, I'll agree too because um, that's just too much money for what he's produced so far. I mean, he's he's scored some points in week one, but for 11 million, you can put that to so much better use elsewhere at the moment. And Orlando hadn't really been clicking on all cylinders yet, so I'd say get rid of him for now. You can always pick him up later. You don't have to worry about the uh, the sell on 
prices or anything like that. So I'm I'm much more likely to get rid of someone and bring them back later if I have. Yeah, I agree. I'd say sell them for Morales or pick up someone a little cheaper like Arno or or Dax McCarty that's you know getting a lot of bonus points and doing well and maybe put more money into a forward or something somewhere where you can try to squeeze some points. Yeah, it could be a great time to pick up a value option like Hollingshead, who uh, did have that assist, I think, in that in uh, round two, and then a goal in round three. So if nothing else, he could be a great Caparoo option for you if he's not going to start, but you could also move up that money, get another forward, buff up your defense. So it's, I think it's time to go. GJA, I don't know how you say that, GKJA, 1996. I have... Leonardo as my best defender, and they will go down in downhill in price from there. Should we start investing in higher quality defenders? Um, I don't really think so. I mean, you know, if you look at the top defenders as far as form goes, um, where's Leonardo at? Seven point one. He's a little bit cheaper than you know a Lloyd or a Betashore who are at the top, but um, you know, there's a lot of guys like Taylor who are fairly cheap. The Hernandezes, which seem to have had the same score all year, Dallas and New York. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with those two. Their form has been the exact same, I swear, every week. The same um, guy. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't... I mean, I don't even know how much more you could spend. I guess Gonzalez is probably the one option that's more expensive. I would say, you know, spend your money in the midfield and forwards, really. There's plenty of good bonus point earning defenders for less or the same. That said, Leonardo's a good choice. I don't I think he's a bad choice, so... I think I'd have to, I don't know if this is a disagreement or just looking at it from a little bit different angle. I think seven is a, maybe a little bit high for what the defenders have been doing. Like like Jason was saying, there's a lot of great guys who are under seven in that mid-six or a little bit lower range. Um, but I'm, I've been flirting with the idea of a five-man backline again just because of all the clean sheets that we've been having. I, with this internationals coming up, big name players are gone, so you could be seeing more for the next couple of weeks. So, I'd I'd be in favor of moving some of that money back there to kind of buff up the defense. Um, I have no opinion on this either way. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna take a take a skip on this question. Everybody gets one. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna say no. You don't need to spend more than seven million on a defender. I've got five playable defenders and the most expensive one is seven million. And from my defense I was averaging seven and a half points last week, so I don't need expensive defenders. Who's your splurge? Who'd you splurge on? Uh who did I splurge on? That's an excellent question. Um well it's Opara for me right now. That's that's my most expensive defender, seven point two. I had Opara and I got rid of Opara. No, I'm sorry. My my most expensive defender was Opara, and I sold him after week one uh, for the Hernandez brothers. Ah. FC Dallas and New York. So they're my most expensive defenders now. But I've also got Ethan White, Jewsbury, and Stjordberg. Holberg? Holberg. Yeah. That guy, Axel. <laughs> what a great name, by the way. Just yeah. just pick him on your fantasy team because of his name. Because his name is Axel. So, um, next question. GC2132A. 
Is that, a, is that a Nintendo code? Is that what that is? I think so. It's GC, up, up, down, down, left, right. Um, he asks, he or she asks, stick with Diaz, because Dallas looks really good, and eventually the scoring will, will even out, or drop him for guys that have gotten more points on the team. Uh, my answer, I have him on my roster, he is going away from my roster because he has done jack squat for my team. <laughs> he has gotten no points. He thankfully hasn't dropped in value yet. He's gotten enough bonus points to kind of stay at $9 million, but I've just been sick of every single FC Dallas player getting points on that team except for Diaz. So he is going off my team for someone else, probably Villarreal, so that I can cash in on that cheap L.A. midfield. Um, or Hollingshead, potentially, as a uh, sub-option. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing Diaz anymore because they seem to, to do the best when he's not involved. So. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of midfielders in the same price range that are playing much better. So, you know, I, I don't doubt that Diaz may come back later in the season and start looking good, but, you know, wait till he starts putting up the numbers to, to pick him up. Three weeks for a guy of his quality is enough to kind of step back a little bit when his whole team, you know, they're tearing it up. They're probably the best team in the league, maybe. I don't know. Record-wise, they are, but, you know, if he can't get points there, yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, uh, I, easy answer for me. I dropped him last week, so... Yeah, if you got an extra transfer to burn, Diaz is fine to transfer out. I do think it's a little bit of um, a misrepresentation that he's gotten four, three, and four in the first couple of weeks. I don't think that there's any way that those points stay so low. But at the same time, Castillo might be a better option. And I don't know. I couldn't blame anyone for wanting to transfer him out after that kind of production. Yeah, that is fair. It's not an emergency situation, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. True, but it, it's, not, it's not potential that wins your, your fantasy league, though. It's production. Totally fair point. Um, <laughs> on to the next one. Let's see. From Chambers Pete, we got what happens first. Colorado scores or concedes? Uh, concedes. That team is, oh, they're useless offensively. You think it's going to happen this weekend? I hope not because Holberg's – no. I actually – you know what? I, I, I would bet a serious amount of money on a 0-0 draw between Colorado and Houston. Like <laughs> an extremely large amount of money I would bet on that. Uh, but, yeah, I bet they concede before they score a goal. Yeah, because after, after us, they play at home play. against New England – and then game week six, it's definitely going to happen because they play away at Dallas. Someone's going to score there. And it's probably not going to be Colorado. Um, yeah, I think they're going to concede first. I agree. Yeah, I'd go with concede. So I have to agree with concede, but did you guys not watch that game against New York City? Because they had some excellent attacking going on there with, with Powers back and and Torres was getting into it, and they they had some some pep going in there. I uh, 
I, I like what I've seen out of out of Colorado so far, but I definitely think we have to be swayed by the fact that there have only been two people who have scored on Tyler Derrick, Robbie Keane, and Tyler Derrick. So uh, I, I think I think Houston will be able to hold them. New England's a toss up, and that they'll probably definitely get scored on by Dallas. So so I, I will also go with concedes first. But I I think they have some great options there with Hoberg and. Uh, Oh, I just went blank. Who's back off of uh, off of red card now? Oh, um, Burling guy. Burling. Oh, he, he's Burling. back now. He's he's four point eight, so he's just point one more than than Hoberg. Maybe a bit better of an option long term since he did start in round one. But with O'Neill out, I'm sure both those guys will be in. But uh, I, I I've enjoyed watching Colorado so far. And yet they haven't scored. And yet they have not scored. Okay, so this next question is from, again, we're awful with names sometimes, uh, KC Install? Install? In St. Louis? KC in St. Louis? In St. Louis? Ah, there you go. You guys are so good. You guys are so good at this. KC in St. Louis. Now I think that's clever, and hats off to such a great name. Uh, seeing that Dempsey is out this week with the men's national team, who is the midfielder that is a must-have in form with a nice schedule for a few weeks? I think we touched on that a little bit earlier. I think Pedro Morales is, is the standout by far with a couple home games, and then the double game week, it's it's looking good for him. Agreed. Pedro Morales. And if you want a different name because you're like, ah... I already have Pedro Morales. Shut up about Pedro Morales, Simon. Uh, Javier Morales. Home against the depleted Toronto at San Jose. I don't really care that San Jose has won two games in a row. They are a terrible team. He is going to score points. With a great bar. Yeah, I admit that I'm impressed by their new stadium. So. Speaking of bars, Jason? What in the what? Next question. <laughs> oh, I thought you were answering this one. <laughs> okay. Um, how will U.S. men's national team call-ups affect the upcoming rounds comes to us from Two Bar. Um, I say it's going to make it more fun. I like, I like, you know, when things get tossed up a little bit. So, like having to make tougher choices. Um, I don't know. There's some you know, big names like Dempsey and all that, but yeah, I don't know yeah. how, else, how else to answer that. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's not just the men's national team. I mean, you've got you've got Jamaica and you've and you've got Panama and you've got Canada and you've got all, all sorts of people who are leaving that inevitably shake everything up, make the teams not as expected. Uh, people aren't going to be as hot on Seattle. They're going to be questioning Toronto a little bit more. You've you've got some key players out for Dallas, like we mentioned in, in before. So this is it's a really great time to maybe earn some value from your teams with some of these maybe second tier fantasy players that will have a chance to step up, get some points, swap them out, and bring in some of your big guns back. So um, I, I think it's going to be a potential for earnings for the coming rounds. 
Yeah, I don't think it matters all that much um, for the U.S. national team call-ups. Honestly, I think the call-ups for other nations matters a little bit more, especially with Hernandez and Perez missing from um, Dallas. Yeah, and Robbie Keane and Zardes up top for uh, L.A. as well. But Gonzalez still here. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing to think about for that um, is some of your head-to-head opponents may be taking minus fours this week. So you kind of have to factor that into your strategy. Do you also take a minus four, or do you use that to get yourself a little bit of an early lead? Some teams may not uh, be able to fill an 11-man roster this week because they haven't been prepared. Another thought, um, going on to the next question from Joe FMLS. What should I do with Winger? His point production has been non-existent these last three games. Yeah, uh, get rid of him. I don't think... uh, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, especially with Maidana out. Uh, Philly has a pretty decent schedule coming up. You may pick him up for game week six when they go to New York City and then have the double game week against New York City and New England. But right now he's not producing enough for me to even want him. So I would say trade him out. Right, and at 7.4 million, it's kind of hard to find a replacement in that price range for a forward. Arietta's doing well at 6.6, but I don't know if I would bank on that. You know, try to upgrade to, you know, Rivero is probably the cheapest option. Maybe you know, Akindeli at 8.1 isn't too much higher, but yeah, I would say it's a pretty good, good target to get rid of. Yeah, I ditched him after after round one, but I think you guys nailed it on the head with the options. Yeah, I agree. Wenger is not a great option. Great player, but doesn't always translate to fantasy points. Oh, am I asking this next question? Yeah. Sorry, it was messed up on my phone. I don't know what the deal is. What is the question? I can't even see it. Oh, there it is. It's my favorite question. (laughs) Um, Our next question from No Names here. Why do I keep picking the wrong captain? Um, I don't know because it's hard to pick a good captain. My captains keep failing too. It's just luck. So cheer up. It'll probably get better eventually. And if it doesn't, the universe hates you. So. (laughs) I agree with all of Simon's points. Oh, you guys are so mean. <laughs> well, I went with Morales, Morales, not Morales, so I picked the one week he did well to not have him. <laughs> I I feel your pain. You're not alone. So who are you picking this week so I can pick someone else? Uh, that's a good question. Who? I am probably going with Morales. <laughs> yeah, man. Morales or Fellhaber? Or is Fellhaber called up? Which no. Morales? <laughs> Don't <Hey>. tell it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to pick a captain, especially in the first few 
rounds of the season because form's still still being found, and you don't have that go-to guy like, fortunately for myself, I've just decided to always captain Kane in my fantasy Premier League, and so it paid off awesome for me this year with my first hat-trick captain. Almost had one with McGee, I think, last year as well, but he, he blew a penalty kick at the end. Um, it's, it's rough. I mean, I'd recommend to come to our fantasy MLS subreddit and, and join in the captain's poll that gets posted there and on Fantasy Boss and just see what other people have to say, shot, shoot some names around, maybe find a nice differential one. But, uh, yes, the universe just probably hates you. Okay, and we have our last question, which was a bit of a hot topic on the subreddit this week and in previous weeks, just, just kind of an ongoing issue as more and more people sort of become aware of what's going on. <laughs> Read the rules. Um, so how do you foresee the average team value being at the end of the year for active teams? Now, this is relating to the new price change rules this year. Could we see averages rise as high as 15 or 20 million increase in value with no sale penalties? One fear people have is that if you routinely miss out on the hot performers each week, you could be priced out from getting big players late in the year. So I've already discussed some of my opinions of this in the fantasy subreddit and in the chat with uh, MLS Fantasy Boss. In general, I feel like it's new. I know some people aren't going to like it. Some people do like it. I myself have enjoyed the new system so far. But before we can really just burn it at burn it and throw it away or just or just start railing about it, I think we need to give it a season. Um, people like Jason and Travis are really fantastic with getting stats and looking back on things and making some great charts. And so I, I think they're going to be able to use this data to give us some really good insights onto this season. I don't know if we'll see 15, 20 million increases in value, but I don't think your chances of missing out on getting the big name players are really any more than they were in the past. Yeah, I agree. Um, looking at the stats right now, there's only four players in the league that have increased in value 0.3 million so far versus there's one player that's dropped 0.5 and oh. two that have dropped 0.4. And they're all central defenders. <laughs> Uh, Gonsalves, Kalin, and Bernardes. Some red card action. So, uh, yeah, I don't but, think the pricing system's yeah. anything to get that worried about. Um, I think we're clearly we're three weeks in, and like was just said, the biggest price increase is point three. That would have happened after week one last year under the old system. So you yeah. would have had an opportunity to get in on the ground floor before there was any price increase, but if you didn't the first week, then you'd still be in at least as bad of a position as you are now. So actually, I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue. Yeah, I think for the average player, the average manager, I should say, um, you know, as we discussed going into the season, you know, I think they're going to not be as downtrodden or whatever. That's not the right word. They're not going to be as... Um, at a disadvantage to the guys who who play the market, you know, all week last year. Those are the guys whose, you know, team value went up very high and it was really hard to keep up with them. So I think the average manager will have a, a slightly more even playing field. Yeah, uh, it's... 
It's a great question. I, I feel like we should have had somebody on the show who definitely would have been been against it for, for some good conversation. We'll see. We'll Maybe say, by the end of the year, some of us will be against it. <laughs> well, I like the no sale penalties. I don't. I didn't like you know that aspect of the game. I hated you know feeling like I wanted to trade somebody, but not wanting to because I would lose you know too much money on the deal. I, I like it this way. Well, great. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe in the future, we'll try to find someone from from MLS. Maybe Weeby or somebody would come on and and be able to to shed some light on on why they went with this system this year. Rest assured, nothing's nothing is is evil in the background. They're not trying to screw anybody over. Um, they're trying to make the game good. So that's why I I just say play it. Take some notes. Maybe jot down what you liked, what you didn't like. And at the end of the year, we'll get some posts going on the Fantasy MLS subreddit, and uh, with hopes people from from MLS will take a look at it, and you never know. Maybe maybe some things get tweaked next year to help just make it good for everybody. And that wraps up our questions for this for this section. Uh, some really great questions again. Please keep submitting them. It, it's, it's really a fun part of the show, and I hope you guys find useful. Uh, if if you haven't joined the R Fantasy MLS League, it's it's closed now. We have to do that because there are prizes that are going to be given out, and it's just sort of a, a a rule for MLS that after so long they they take the people who are in the league for the gift card that they give out at the end, and you have to have uh, league numbers to be eligible for that. So the league is closed. There are lots of other great leagues out there. Um, if if you can't find one, send us a message. Maybe we'll start a, a new fantasy MLS subreddit league that's just open and to come in there for everyone to just play around if you missed out on your chance to get in this one. So uh, thank you. Keep going to the subreddit. There will be prizes. I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm going to get something good this year. Going over for the round three top scorer in the league, congrats to Max uh, Iwaniak. Manager of Salt Dogs with 85 points. Well played, sir. Only one point off of highest score for the entire round, which went to some guy who's inactive already, I think. But in my mind, Max, you, you're the number one. Well done. Well played. And then what about, I think, Travis, you looked up some fun team names this year, this, this week? Yeah, so I found some some good team names for this week in our uh, Fantasy MLS League Reddit. Uh, the first one I found was a little shout-out to our goalkeeper in Seattle. That's Fry My Eggs, Please, uh, <laughs> by Brandon Park. And then there's a uh, nice little Chicago shout-out with the big Lorentowski by Yitzhak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one that's apparently a fan of the uh, starting lineup crew with Weeby Jammin' <laughs> by Ethan Simi. Who played? I found a few that I, I enjoyed. Uh, have a little shout-out to my, my fellow Star Wars nerds out there. Maybe saw a couple of related tweets I made this year. But uh, Rogue Squadron by Mike Leister. I, I enjoy it. Uh, Wedge Antilles forever. Then my fellow Parks and Recreation fans, uh, Lil Sebastian SC. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like that. And uh, some a fellow Robert Gallup, who has apparently excellent taste in podcasts as well and pretty clever, Beckerman in Blazers. Well played. 
I enjoyed all those names. Thank you so much for playing. Uh, Simon, did you guys see anything that you liked? Or I know not everyone gets a chance to look at them each week. I did see one, and it's the worst because now I've forgotten it. I have, for anyone who knows me in real life, you know that I constantly find stuff and then forget about it when it matters the most. So, no, but I'm going to think about it and look for next week because I did see one that was really good, and now it's frustrating because I forgot it. <laughs> Let's see here, and I think I'll, I'll look at it really quick. I, I know that Scott likes us to go over our head-to-head league. I don't think I really want to this time because I think I got beat by (laughs) in it to win it black and red winner last year kind of gave me a stomping so yeah not not so great Uh, did you do well Travis I think so Uh, yes yes I beat out eternal Paul V Uh, he's my opponent next week ooh tough two former champions back to back oh enjoy that I think Uh, I think Jason beat me this week so What was that one? Yeah, 51-58. Yeah. Um, well played. I, re- I really enjoy the head-to-heads this year. So if, if, if people, if you get discouraged about your classic leagues, play head-to-head. It's it's fun. Get some banter going. Well, that, that about wraps up everything that we have for this week. Uh, I know I definitely want some people to do some plugs. Jason unveiled a pretty awesome feature to his website this week. Yeah, so MLSFantasyViz.com added the uh, like a live stats feature for any game that's going on. Um, so yeah, if you, you know, check it out, it'll it'll update you know every thirty seconds or so. As well, the site updates, but the actual data feed from MLS updates every three minutes. So you don't have to reload the page or anything. Just load it up in your browser and watch the numbers come in. That's so nice. I definitely saw a few elevens for recoveries and CBIs. I was waiting for that last one and. <laughs> didn't get them. So that's one of my favorite parts of the game. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So that's definitely a good option. I, I know some people were a little freaked out about the New York and the D.C. stats not updating immediately. Some of our international people have some trouble getting access to the main fantasy website sometimes. So that's that's a fantastic tool. I was I was bummed at first when I wasn't sure if Jason could make the show this week because I really wanted him to plug that because it's 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 great. It's great. Check it out. So I will just say that that you know came into fruition because people were talking about what they want. If there's things that you want, I love trying to make those things happen. So if you have stats you want to see or you know features, whatever, let me know. I'm all for adding stuff. Anybody else? You guys have uh, some things you want to plug? Anything coming up, Travis? Simon? Nope. What's your next article, Travis? Oh, my next article is probably going to take a look at the price increases and decreases that have happened so far. So I'll kind of go a little bit further into that question that we discussed earlier today. Excellent. If you guys want to see that from the Fantasy webpage, just go up to the Advice tab and click on News and Advice Articles, and you'll see everything from the Fantasy Experts, from Travis and the Fantasy Doctor and the, the former winner, and uh, even apparently myself get something thrown on there every now and then. So good stuff. Good stuff as always. And that's it. So thank you, everyone, for joining us for the show. Hope you found it useful. Again, please like us and, and leave some feedback. Like us on iTunes, leave some feedback in Reddit or to this post on MLS Fantasy Boss or wherever you get it. Share it with your friends. Hope it's useful. Hope you win. Unless you're playing us, good luck. <laughs>